Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. I'm your host, Matt Ryan, and I'm joined, as always, by Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond. Gentlemen, we're live, live on the pod. It feels just like two days ago that we were actually talking to each other, but excited to be back here on the three-on-one podcast. I know that people aren't here to watch us, but Corey, I want to say this now. I hate you. You're mean. Kayfabe in us the entire weekend. And, and but we're glad to have you back. How how are you feeling first and foremost? Word endeavor. How are you feeling? <laughs> uh, well, let's say let's say I'm a little burnt out. A little burnt out. Um, Vegas uh, welcomed me with open arms. Arizona welcomed me with open arms. It was great to be out there. Um, none of none of no one could tell the 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 music guys to stop either. But let me just say that. For the clunker that I was involved in, we got one hell of a game to to kind of cleanse the palate of that 100 to 12 route in back-to-back days that I I, I saw. <laughs> but I, I will say that they did steal two touchdown passes from me on Sunday, so I did have a total of four in two days, which is a decent us uh, for for the stat uh, situation. But um, you know, shout-outs to OTT for allowing me to come out there. Shout-outs to everybody in Vegas for welcoming it welcoming me and uh, making me feel like I was a part of their uh, division. But uh, bigger shout outs to the kryptonite and pit bosses who put on a show for the ages. What a game. And one of the, and, and we said this after the show, me and a seven FL president commissioner, you know, the guy, the, the Osiris of this shit, uh, Ryan DePaul, that, that was one of the top five games I think we've had, at least in the modern era of American Sevens football. I think you guys have to agree. Yeah, I think top five is easy to say. I think you could even, if you really wanted to break it down, it, it goes up there. It was. It, I would say this, that game start to finish was more action-packed than even one of the games that we really love to talk about, the Rare Breed Nightcrawlers game, which had one of the best endings by far. But there were times in the, the Rare Breed Nightcrawlers game where it was, you know, back and forth of, of, of them, you know, kind of stalling out on offense or defense. Uh, we did not get a, a chance to breathe. No. Between the pit bosses and Kryptonite, whether it was the, the five three-on-one returns, whether it was the, the relentless pressure by both defensive lines and both quarterbacks having more answers than I did for relentless pressure. Um, <laughs> but it was the playmakers on both sides. The defenses both stepped up and it ended, it ended in, in a, in a fashion that I think, you know, 
Kryptonite had a chance, ended it with a with a pick that was almost brought to the crib. I, I mean, it there was there was greatness. There was weird long arguments. There was everything that you could ever ask for in an A7FL game, and more yeah, that's what I was about to say. It sounds like a regular A7FL championship game to me. <laughs> that's what that sounds pretty normal when it comes to championship games. But as far as like the standard of good game, it, it was up there. It was up there. I, I could say top five, arguably top five, definitely in the top ten. Yeah, I was in the building, so I guess I got that extra juice and that, right, that extra right. energy that right. you know there there were fans there. There was there was an energy like whether it was on the field, whether it was the the ambiance of that great stadium, Anderson uh, Arena. Um, I, I'm a fan of, of not I'm, only the I'm teams, hearing the players, rumors. but the division. Okay. And we'll we'll announce this, but well, that may not be the last time we're at the Anderson Automotive Fieldhouse. Um, we'll explain why a little bit later. Uh, if you are listening to the podcast, as many people do, thank you to everybody who listens to the show every single week. And if you are joining us live, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to the 3-on-1 podcast and the A7FL. We have that great game available for you cut down under a half an hour so if you got the adhd we've got you covered but <laughs> guys i want to shout out people the reason why i'm saying it, it's we're live on youtube but we're pre-recorded everywhere else shout out to ao burton my man's cheetah ha- my man's cheetah had three touchdowns tough that's all me saying that Sounds like someone's accountant saying that or someone reading that back in testimony. <laughs> My man's cheetah. <laughs> My man's. My man's cheetah. But uh, let's take a look at the chat. Uh, oh, yeah, saying the BIC in the U week one. Uh, we should say this is the first ever live schedule reveal in A7FL history. So congratulations to us for being leaders in this space and and being the the, face, the faces and voices of this league, as we deserve to be. Well, more Rob and Corey, I just kind of show up. I'm with the furniture. But shout-out to Joe Perez from A7FL Cincinnati. We'll be talking about is Cincinnati and Columbus. William Perry, uh, a.k.a. Murtaugh. Big Perry in the building. Big Perry. Uh, shout-out to uh, Scooter Coop, uh, Scott Hamilton, who got hurt. Uh, on Sunday, he hopefully did? he's well. Uh, seemingly he got injured, but hopefully he's fine. Max South says we're ready for the Cincinnati division. Alex Verardi, the reigning Uh-oh. defending rookie of the year, Uh-oh. in the chat. Most yeah, listen, the most feared man in the A seven. Y'all better run. Yeah, that man. That man's like Omar in the low rises. It's not a good time when you see him. But I don't know. He, he's a, he's a high end. No move. That's what he is. Multiple quirks. Regeneration. I'll, I'll, I'll just nod my head and say, yes, dear. That, that's that's it. <laughs> but we got J-Rock Rogers from the Patterson U. So this season might be in a league that is known for controversial seasons, guys. Yeah. This is this the most. Kind of nuts. Yeah, this is the most talked about season in A7FL history. 29 teams will be playing in the American Sevens Football League this year all across the United States. And when you take, Rob, Corey, when you guys were a part of the glass and grass era, heading into a season where we'll be playing three games of the week, and this is official, two of them will be coming from the East Coast, one of them will be coming from Las Vegas, Nevada. We will be seeing the Las Vegas division as part of our national package. We'll go through all of those games in just a moment. But how does it feel now in this new era of the A7FL 
to have these different divisions, these different potential matchups, and also the national playoff with the final four taking place at a neutral site for the first mm. time in league Ooh. history. Um. Well, I mean, I think I played longer than Corey, so I can say, like, to watch it grow and go from what we, like, we were playing in the mud, bro, like, damn near on concrete sometimes it felt like and so just watch it go from that to where it's at right now where we have a vegas division ohio all these bro it was just jersey it was just 16 jersey teams doing their thing and it's it's really dope to see that i'm actually really excited to be a part of it too ask ryan DePaul. he always talks about that championship that ended because just the lights cut out and it wasn't right it wasn't anything other than all right, well, we can't go on. There's no way There's to no see. Yeah. Um, and, and and that's a championship game that wasn't able to be really be honestly ended properly. And we just finished a fall championship that was live on a Fox cable network television. Right, right. It, basically competing directly against whatever ridiculous nonsense the, the NFL thought that they should do for the Pro Bowl, which was a waste like a of everyone's time. It was like a fly game or something. I saw, I saw a picture of Snoop Dogg, not not the, the former quarterback for the Vegas Gold, but Shout Snoop, out Snoop Dogg, the actual Snoop, which was also weird because they made him wear a red shirt, which is, I think, why the, Pardon? the main face was... Yeah, it was, it was it was not a good look for the league to really not understand the, the nuance there. Um you know, shout out to all the blue dogs that have uh, raised me. Blues clues. Hey, um, yo, so- you, you banging? What's up with you, Corey? You know, that's my guy, Steve. You got it, Corey. That's um, my guy, Steve. You know, the thinking chair. The, the, the lot goes down on that thinking blues chair. Clues, but anyway. Blues clues. But but we were we went from not being able to complete a championship in the glass and grass era because of what this league really was at that time to now this league is, is putting on performances that made the NFL probably feel shame and rightfully so. And, and, you know, that's, that's a really long distance from point A to B and it's, it's a rocket climb and, you know, Derek Duncan shout out to Derek Duncan and what he, you know, what he what he's doing out there currently what he has already done he's always talking about that rocket fuel it's rocket fuel is is a way to kind of help you know illustrate the the trajectory of the league so far since you know even before i i've been in the league and i had i had dark brown hair when i started back when you were young and handsome and unlike this gentleman big rob fabian aka Corey handsome uh, my, uh, my, my nom de plume is Corey Hansen. We are the Corey brothers, the three Corys. Uh, but Rob, with you have being on camera now, when you've heard rumors about the schedule, you've heard the different conversations going on about yeah. the schedule. Oh, yeah. We had people and it was released, released, wasn't it? Wasn't people it released, released it versions wasn't? of the schedule. Oh, they were so happy. I, I remember how happy everybody was when they thought they had the schedule. And I'm like, what the hell? Y'all ain't no schedule. I mean, that's a mock schedule. It's not the official thing, but, you know. There was a, guys be there happy. have been, I have been a part of several high-level meetings, which are basically Zoom meetings that devolve into arguments. Everybody goes back to their corners. People want, all right, you guys want the schedule? Fine. You get, 
It's my, wait, it's my show. I can do what the fuck I want. Hold on. Man. Yeah, don't listen to them. That's why I turn off the comments. <laughs> but you know what, guys? I, let's talk about the games of the week. The thing that we helm, uh, set, we will have seven weeks of action this year. Seven regular season weeks before our national playoff. And the national championship. We will go into where it will be, but for the first time in A7FL history, it will not take place in the Northeast. The A7FL championship is going on the road. So let's just, let's take a look at week one of the games of the week, bringing, which will be live across the country on A7FL.TV. We start things off in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Corey Hammond will be the first one to walk out of the tunnel in the 2023 season. <laughs> As the Snow Tribe will take on a new look, Patterson U will delve into that when we go into the U schedule. A four o'clock game, we'll see BIC, the defending champions, take on the new look Renegades. Guys, Corey Price under center for the Renegades. Man, it's about to get ugly. I'm telling you, this, this schedule That's is crazy. Game. And speaking of revenge games, guys, our 7 o'clock game, the first ever game of the week to take place from Las Vegas, Nevada, from Bonanza High School. It will be the Vegas Pit Bosses taking on the Vegas Force. The battle of the champs, you heard? It's the belt battle. It's the battle for the, it's the battle for the title. The fall brawl division winners, the Pit Bosses, getting a chance at revenge against the Force. Week one, game one, in a battle for supremacy in the Nevada division. That is going to be one hell of an opening week. I, I, I am looking at that. That might be the most exciting week one matchup we've ever offered here in the A7. So the first game is the E&J Bowl, where I either will get... get uh, you know, non-Hennessy, Hennessy without the Jordans on, dumped on me, or Ryan Shamar is going to be doing <laughs> some kind of TikTok dance um, with some Snow Tribe gear on. And then we get the revenge game for CP3. Exactly. And CP3 gets a chance to take on the BIC. And guys, this is the first time Sterry Codrington's going to face that Renegades defensive line since that game, since uh, 2021 when I was there. Probably, you know, maybe his his worst three quarters of football we've seen from him. And 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 he's a great quarterback. And this is no 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 shade to him, but I think Sterry will be the first to tell you that the one of the best units in the the A7 NFL is that fully staffed Renegades defensive line with Dondre Haynes and and Malik the Predator. And then we get the, the 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 belt battle out in Vegas, the fall champs, the the defending spring champs, and then we really quickly realize who's going to be at least in the driver's seat out there. That's a stacked week one, and uh, I got some uh, I got some work to do with if it's my guys <laughs> and uh, Ryan Shamar, who I'm sure has loved every single time I've reminded everyone that it's ridiculous that he says that having a kid kept them from winning the chip last year but oh let's delve God. let's delve do we want to delve into week two or we I'm, still, go I'm still on i'm still on your side one. when it comes to that ryan i'm still on your side well, well let's, let's, the, the real ones know 
when it comes to me versus me versus Ryan. You're gonna take Ryan's side, <laughs> but, but you'll know I give you. But guys, week one, a hell of a setup. What's the now the E and J bowl for me and Rob's the game we're most looking forward to, because as much as we love Corey, if you listened to the Battle of Bullhead finals, and I say this with love. We dissected Corey Hammond for about 90 minutes on regional television on, on Sunday. <sighs> we love you. We love you, Corey. We love you. We love you so We love you so much. You're, you're our brother, but buddy. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about it. Uh, combined score of 112, not that great. Uh, if the refs called the right calls, I had the four touchdowns, not too bad. But I will say that I was a little upset with my performance. But when I look back, uh, the first drive of the game, uh, it, for the money guys, I had those uh, uh, targets that were potentially catch caught, and there was three of them that weren't. And you know, on me, I'll take the I'll take the blame and the credit. But um, you know, I talked to a personal friend of mine just to make sure that I wasn't crazy. And uh, a, a man that I think we all respect, but I won't say his name, he told me in his own words that. I looked good enough to not retire. So you already know. Well, yeah. That the you better be ready for. Uh, well, well, let's Kobe talk about it. No, nah, nah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Cause I feel like we're dancing around this shit. This ain't the same you. Let's just talk about it. Let's just let, rip the let, let us, off right yeah, now. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about let's the, fact the, that, the fact that the fact is that, a huffless you. Yeah. Quattro Huffin is okay. no longer the quarterback for the U and we'll talk about where he's going in a minute. And one thing I want to talk about guys is that, Sure, we're going to have three games of the week across the country, but for the first time ever, we'll be pulling in live coverage from across the A7FL. If you watch us during the fall brawl, Corey, Rob, we oh, were, we saw the Ohio scrimmage. Yeah. We will be getting content from across the A7FL, whether it's Los Angeles, Florida, Ohio, Boston, or Maryland and D.C. We will have the action coming to you live with game breaks, with a new concept we're developing called A7FL1. And guys, it's going to be one hell of a game. We will be bringing... I'm excited to see what we get from Ohio, what we get from Florida. And A.O. <laughs> Burton in the chat, I made the U retire. Wow. Oh, Burton, relax, relax. Guys get one championship and don't know how to just sit in the championship Smother. I'm happy you guys are so excited about it. I, I can tell you never won chips in your life. Damn. You, you're really showing that. It's just it's just like, all right, we get it. You won the chip. Like, act like you've been there before. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, oh, I made the you retire. No, the hell you didn't. Y'all, it wasn't well, even like a blowout. It was like a, y'all scraped by. Cool. Great win. Great win, champs. Y'all got to do it again. Just spin the block and get ready to do it again. All this talk, this K-Wax stuff got y'all thinking it's okay to talk like this. It's not. You got to play the game, man. Just play. Play. Well, Nobody I, wants to see you talk this much like you were some huge factor. I like Burton. He's one of my favorites. He's one of my new favorite guys. But Lord, oh, Lord, the cockiness and arrogance after winning a chip off the backs of Ashante Worthy and Sterry Codrington, man, you would think it was him scoring all the touchdowns. Man, oh, man. Well, and I don't think the U retired. I think maybe guys from the U retired, just like guys from BIC retired after their championship run, right? Ain't nobody or, retired. Or moved bro. on. Nobody retired. But I, I don't think Big Mo Ramadan did yeah. retire. But Big Mo, yeah. But let's not dance around it. Huff is not on the U. We're not going to talk about where he went yet. But Corey, this is probably 
one of your only chances to beat the U <laughs> without her. I'm being honest. Listen, bro. I know you're being honest, honest but my God. Chance. Let's get to Matt, it. Matt, this is Matt. his chance. We, we spit real talk here, and I'm not offended by what he just said. When was the last real chance that I had to beat the U? In the Salas tournament when they weren't prepared for That's me and true. Eddie Petio in the Renegades did, when, we, when, did we, we, when we only lost by 12? When you were on BIC on, in 2017, we played the U, right? CP3 started, though. No, uh, that was we wore red jerseys, so we had no chance. Oh, we got stomped. Oh yeah, nah, yeah. He I threw have a two touchdown passes to, to Daryl Stevenson. Nah, he, nah he, we got destroyed. Set <laughs> it up, seam. But again, Big Fern wasn't playing. You know, tons of pressure and courage was even you know a factor. But you know, they they handled him to it. I, I think well, the final score of that game was like thirty to to, to twenty one. So it looked closer, but we we weren't in the game for most of it. All right, well, the referee, Will Franklin, threw a flag on the play, so let's continue with the schedule brought to you by, well, the fact that we can do this shit. So, week two, (laughs) we see two teams from the DMV make their A7FL game of the week return and debut. The Baltimore Watchmen, the expansion franchise from Baltimore, will take on the BIC at 1 p.m. The DC Buzz take on the Patterson U at 4 p.m., and then a battle, a semifinal rematch of the Fall Brawl. The Kryptonite take on the Hunters. That is the Week 2 game of the week. I have to say, Week 2, pretty good. Uh, solid instead of... instead of Week 1 was solid. Week 2, we're following up with a really great right hand on that. Um, CP3 on the Renegades... I guess this wasn't going to give the, if they, I don't, I don't know what's going on over there. Right. Let's just, again, let's be honest. Right. (laughs) I don't know what's going on over there. CP three is rumored to be on the renegades right now as their starting quarterback, but then there's little slick comments, you know, from certain players on it. Listen, I'm, I'm not in, I'm not in Vegas anymore. I'm back in Jersey. It's time. It's time. I'm not playing with y'all. So CP3 is over there, but there's a lot of slick comments from certain renegades who used to be quarterbacks still saying that it's their position. So it's kind of confusing to have a guy like CP3 who's won championships at that position, just left from winning the championship. To go to the renegades and not start would be very weird. Very weird. But I'm hoping that the renegades can figure out their quarterback situation before it gets ugly for them. And week two is a is a I don't think it's a winnable week, but again, uh, the U without Huff, it's it's not the same team. Well, and my my point was is that the the champ BIC teams from 2016 and the recent champs, they had to rebuild too. So you know, at the end of the day, the 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 U eventually we're gonna have to rebuild. If this is the year that they're doing it, they're moving on. They have new blood, you know. It's going to be a battle regardless. And if if anybody on my my squad, the Snow Tribe, thinks that the U are going to come week one and not be, you know, oh, at, they least, won't lay down. at least yeah, they won't at least at least be down. ready to play hard, good football. Pause. Um, you know, you know, <laughs> it's going to be a rough day for the Snow Tribe. But we already we already snow what we got to bring week one and and probably every single week thereafter because in twenty twenty three guys, I think you know, and just these first this first week and the, the first couple of matchups we're talking about um, 2023 is going to be the most, it, it's going to be the, the most lit season of a seven to date. 
It's going to be an interesting season. And also, these are just our games of the week. We're going to go through the individual team schedules in just a little bit. We just want to give you the guy, guys the first salvo of what the schedule is. We're going to go through the whole schedule. Don't worry about it. We'll be going to we'll be going to Columbus. We'll go to Cincinnati, Florida, and also, guys, we're going to have games all day long on a7fl.tv. If you want to see Mark Bagway, we're going to give you the opportunity to see Mark Bagway. If you want to see Packer in the in the pit bosses, we're going to give you that, and then some across a7fl.tv. The Nevada division will be on the oh, Silver State goodness. Sports and Entertainment Network. So there's going to be tons of opportunity for you to watch your favorite A7FL teams at any time at A7FL.TV. These are just our marquee games every single week that will be airing on A7FL.TV. And speak- Can I respond to a comment? Go, please, please do. Uh, listen, man, <laughs> y'all, got, y'all gonna get me pissed off today. J-Rock, I love you, brother. I love you. I really do. We won a championship together. But I I don't care what you're talking about. If you you guys may might want to say that for your team for to keep up morale, but let's not act like Huff isn't Huff and Huff didn't help win championships over there. Please, let's not do that. Yes, the U is a is an organization of champions, but you guys are definitely gonna be in a rebuild year. And to you can't I just don't I'm not here for the downplaying of somebody that impactful leaving your team. That's like BIC losing Sterry and then saying, Oh yeah, we didn't need him anyway. What? What the hell is wrong with y'all? Well, well, well like, speaking of Sterry, Rob, week four, mm. week three even, we see in our four o'clock matchup, the BIC take on the U, the only time this regular oh, season in week three, our four o'clock game on a7fl.tv, our one o'clock game, we'll see Corey Snow Tribe take on the expansion Boston Omegas. That's right. You'll be seeing Boston. Finally in the A7FL this season. Shout out to Denzel White, friend of the show. So it'll get real interesting. And then we'll see the Force take on the Insomniacs. Um, uh, There's going to be a lot of soul singing and flower bringing uh, when that game throws (laughs) off on week three of the A7FL season. Guys, BICU matchup. Quattro Huffin going to a different team. And we have that team playing in week six of the A7FL Games of the Week schedule, and we have their entire schedule, but taking a look at BICU, their only matchup in the regular season. And this is week three, correct? Week three of the regular season. This this game right here, more than any other, is going to be the game where the U has to show, whether they win or lose, they have to show that they're not going to lay down. They have to put up a fight. I don't, again, I can't say if they'll win or lose, but I know they don't have Huff. Whoever they do have has to step up and understand the magnitude of this game. It's a very different monster going up against a team like BIC. And, you know, the BIC is used to a certain level of guys when it comes to the U. And if it's not there and you guys roll over and let BIC just do what they want, it'll really just determine what the U is going to do for the rest of the season, respectfully. Corey? I think I think it's pretty clear that with this rivalry, sometimes it doesn't matter, right? I, I I don't think it does. It matters, you know, all of the specifics. Every time the U has ever played BIC, both teams come to play whoever's on the roster. So we're we're going to talk about who goes where and what does what. But if BIC look, if you look at their early schedule, I think the their first real test to to make sure that they stay 
on the right path because I think one of the things we could talk about the Vegas division, what we've seen from the fall is, is when the teams in the A7FL start to drink their own Kool-Aid, look at what happened to the pit bosses, look at what happened to the hunters. And then we, I, I don't know if it's fair to say, but then look what happened to the kryptonite in the championship of the no, fall. It's so fair. It's fair. If, if, if BIC wants to be the team that they promised to be who on paper, they should be. And who, as I think as a collective podcast, we agree, they are, Right. That's good. That's going to be maybe their first litmus test. And we we just saw in that fall championship that when you lose to a team and you have that revenge factor going in. Yeah, it definitely equalizes the thing. Yeah. So shout does. out to J Rock and the U. I know I'm playing them week one, so you, know, maybe, <laughs> you better be shut them off. Be maybe, maybe I'm making it. Maybe I'm making this a little bit. Don't die. No, nah, shout out to J Rock and the U. Right. You better. But realistically, <laughs> Huff didn't never play defense for the U. So that that U championship defense, if they return most of the guys that they did, didn't stop VIC, but were able to hold them so that their offense could be within two at the end of that championship game. So but you VIC, know, like I know if your offense is putting up zero while your defense is stopping them, probably the next time your defense is out there, they might let up a score. Well, you, l- you well let's that. keep this thread going because in week four we see a new team enter the A7FL as the oh, Trenton Rollers enter the American Sevens Football League. A7FL legend Jay Rolla has ponied up to the bar and is bringing his Ooh, team wee. into the A7. And I'm hearing a lot of former A7FL champions are interested in bringing the party. They will be taking on the DC Buzz in our 4 o'clock game, our 1 o'clock game. We'll see the Patterson U take on the Baltimore Watchmen in Asbury Park, and then our 7 o'clock game, a Final Four Fall Brawl rematch again, guys, as the Pit Bosses will take on the Hunters. Um, We, we can start with the Vegas game there. Hunters without K-Uno is going to be exactly what we thought it was. I mean, it was a struggle even with K-Uno, but without him, I don't think the Hunters are going to make a net. And now the Hunters do have talent on their roster. The problem is that some of the guys that I've talked to out there in Vegas when I was out there, based on the treatment of the best player from their fall, you know, how, how many of those guys are going to be, you know, super willing to play for a coach that, and I quote in a, in a Facebook post, their coach is requiring new players be willing to deal with extreme criticism. So if extreme criticism is the thing about the hunters, I think it should start and end with the guy who's making those posts but again, pit bosses ain't no pit babies. Nah, ain't no pit babies. Respect them. Fall brawl champs. Y'all better respect them. Ain't no pit babies. I don't, I don't see no the, babies on that defense. The the hunters coach ain't learned his lesson. Like his back and forth and whatever discomfort he had with K Uno is the reason why they got smoked like that. If I was him, I would kind of take a chill pill and like reevaluate how I handle my my players. You know, well, moving I think- forward. I think by that time we'll know a lot more about who the hunters are and, and who should be their coach or who shouldn't be their coach, um, you know, by that matchup. And then that, that could be one of those situations where the, the pit bosses, uh, you know, may or may not send a, 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 a certain person or, or organization's head packing. Well, that got spicy. Let's talk about quick. this. 
Let's talk about this Trenton team, though. Yeah, let's talk about the Trenton Rollers. Jay Rollers back, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Rollers well, back. Well, for those who and... don't know who Jay Rolla is, we talked about him during uh, the pregame show on Sunday that you can watch back on a7fl.tv. But for people, Ima- yeah. Imagine Scooter Hamilton with a lot of rage, aggression, and not as much let's say it's not tact. it's not a good no just imagine an actual 18 wheeler truck running That's through a uh, 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 a freaking jv practice that's j roller well we got kwame that was j roller we got kwame southhall in the chat guys k uno where are you playing this year you say you can't wait to play the hunters he's a kryptonite he's a kryptonite he's a kryptonite ah <laughs> Now, what position do you line up at, K Uno? That that'll be the he's question because he's going to wide receiver. Wow. Okay. And that's but fair. it could be a three-way rotation with him, Scooter, and Darnell. But again, well, there's I- a lot of rumors coming out that the kryptonite that we saw will not be the kryptonite we see in the spring. So and if saying, that is you know, true, don't throw your eggs in one basket. If that's true, I they may be. Three, four, like they'll they'll battle for a playoff spot, but that may not be guaranteed, be, guys. Vegas is going to be tough this season. Yeah, Vegas said, has um, arrived. Vegas. J Rock said, J Rock said, pull up the um vintage roller footage. We we were playing it in Vegas. I, I, I don't I don't have it right now, but we will we will pull that up for uh, future use. But for let, anyone watching here on YouTube, you can go to a7fl.tv mm-hmm. or our YouTube channel and find plenty of J Roller f- uh, film. And what were some of his teams? Illuminati. Illum- he was on, uh, he was on Illuminati. BIC, yeah, he was on Illuminati and then went to BIC. It was really he really only played for the Trenton teams. And just a fair warning, right? J Roller, it might not come back the way he was. But you got to understand where J. Roll is from, and I talked to you and Corey about this, Matt. Mm-hmm. Where J. Roll is from, he's a legend. Like, he's a legend. So he can galvanize a, a group of guys who are at a high athletic level that's never played a seven before. And those guys can actually come out to be a threat. He did that with Illuminati. Illuminati were a bunch of like really rough, tough, aggressive athletes. Shout out, Ryan. And he, he, he got those guys together and he. He he gave some really great teams a run for their money. No team ever left playing Illuminati and J Roller and saying, "Oh, that was an easy win." Nah, it was a tough. It was a tough game every time. You can expect that this season as well. An interesting comment in the chat from Carnell Wachter, aka K Wack. Who's stopping Ole and Alex Verardi? Y'all tripping? Yeah, he must be talking to the chat. He ain't talking to us. Yeah. We yeah, we just well, we just said we just gave Bic their flowers. He ain't talking well, about K Wack. Of course, is going to make sure that every single sentence is Bic, or he's going to be offended. It sounds like he's, <laughs> he he well, almost he well, almost seems like he's we're talking about Bic and the Rollers. So that means we should probably talk about Week Five, guys, because Uh-oh. Bic the Battle of Trenton Week Five. Woo-hoo-hoo. The Rollers yeah. taking on the Bic the one o'clock Kenny game. Stansberry. The 1 o'clock game will be the Renegades taking on the Watchmen, and the 7 o'clock game will be the Kryptonite taking on the Expansion Snake Eyes, a team we haven't seen yet. So we got the Renegades versus the Watchmen. I'm very interested to see who comes out for the Watchmen and what they do. I I like the name. Um, Again, a CP3-led Renegades, I'm probably going to go for them, you know, maybe five out of ten times. 
It's CP3, bro. Like, you got to count on him. Well, and then that that BIC that that Trenton Trenton battle was going to be interesting Ooh. because if if J Roll is showing up to one game with a, a, a man on a mission, it's probably it's against his former team, the the champs. And what a way to make a statement. And sorry, K Wack, I I can't every single sentence be like BIC is the best, BIC is the best, BIC is the best because sometimes we have to just speak other words than what you want us to. <laughs> But that would be a statement if Jay Rolla comes into the league, finds his footing in the first couple of weeks, and then gets that matchup on the game of the week with an opportunity to show that his team, the, the guys under him as well as himself, are, are back mm-hmm. in this league. Win or right. lose, the Rollers are going to roll, and that is going to be a game that we're all going to have fun watching. And it could be a rebirth of a old rivalry. Guys, I was part of these BIC versus Illuminati games those weren't pretty and BIC the BIC we even know now BIC wasn't winning until they beat Illuminati and and Carl Kenny all those guys the old BIC guys remember that game where we beat them BIC was then up in an upward trajectory from that point this might be the spark that revitalizes that rivalry I can't wait to watch this game win or lose it doesn't matter well, and how about this, guys? Because the, what we've seen in the past 10 years of the A7FL is the style of our game has kind of shifted. I've been making the metaphor. It's almost like the beginning of, of Town Beef A7 was like 90s NBA. And now we're in the Steph Curry era of the, like, you know, to be the metaphor, the Steph Curry NBA era of the A7, where it's more spread out, more passing, you know, faster, quicker defensive linemen. What if the J Rolla team comes out with that vintage, hard nose, you know, bigger, stronger, in-your-face, punch-you-in-the-mouth type of football, that clash of potential styles might be interesting because the way that BIC is built, you know, it's not that they can't stop the run. We saw that against the force last year. They obviously can. But what if Jay Rolla just comes in there to get two or three or four yards in a cloud of dust, controls the game, makes it physical, shortens the game, and one or two mistakes is more important now for BIC because it's not as, as high-flying and fast? That'll be an interesting matchup of styles if that's what we get from the Trenton Rollers. And, you know, 2020, again, I'm being clear, I'm not talking about 2023 BIC because I don't know you guys yet, but the champs, the BIC of 2022 – those guys were a little, you know, a little gentle when it came to, you know, the run game, a tough running back. And and I think that's the difference, Corey, where back in the day, day, we had a lot more running backs that played the actual position and were good versus now where I think it would be very hard pressed for you to name me five really good running backs that when they touch the ball, we're getting five to 10 yards a carry. If it ain't courage, and it ain't RTC, the next best thing is ice cream truck. It's not really, there's not really that many of those guys out there anymore. Well, a D train, right? So it's the same, D train, D train, same, same team. Yeah, well, same team. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, ice cream trucks on BIC. What? Um, but, but no, you can't, you oh, can't just, you can't dance oh, over that. Oh, sorry, guys. Did I, did I tell some news? Ice cream truck is back home to BIC. All right, sorry, sorry. I'm I'm sorry if you guys didn't know. But BIC, the rich just got richer. When I tell you BIC have, have a collective of monsters, we can talk about that a little later, but you know. 
gets it's gonna get bad. But let's talk about week six before we go into the playoffs. We've got two more weeks to go through, and then we'll go through the individual schedules and pick out some games to watch. But guys, we've been talking about Quattro Huffin. Where's he gonna go? What's he gonna do? Whew. Week six, we open the day with the Trenton BIC taking on the Silk City Animals and Quattrell Huffin. Our four o'clock game, guys, will be the Renegades taking on the Trenton Rollers. And our seven o'clock game will be the Force taking on the OTT. Shout out to William Perry. G heard Savion Cunningham on national TV, guys. That's. Who, who is it playing OTT? Uh, the Force. The Forces. Okay. So the Force and the OTT, that'll be an interesting matchup. When you look, and uh, J-Rock Rogers mentioning Willie Mayweather. Willie Mayweather was a, is a fantastic. The U, the U definitely picked up Willie Mayweather. That's, that is another big pickup. Wow. Some solid pickups. And we'll co- talk about some of these free agent moves. But, Rob, when we take a look at the animals taking on the BIC and Quattro Huffin on the animals now, and also a new look Renegades team. A.O. Burton said, I got 100 if Huff suits up for the animals, LOL. <laughs> Yo, Burton, nah, pack Burton. Get Burton out of here. Listen, can we give him a five minute, like, pause in the chat? Burton is wilding. <laughs> He's in the penalty box for five oh, minutes. Oh, my goodness. Burton is wilding. Um, from what I heard, Huff has been taking snaps for what I would like to call the new look animals. They did have a scrimmage over the weekend. Won't tell you against which team. Heard they smoked that team 32-12 to 12 with Huff at quarterback. What makes a guy like Huff, what makes the animals now dangerous with a guy like Huff is Huff is not going to come alone. I don't think he's peeling off legacy players from the U, but I think Huff will be coming with other newer players, maybe younger wide receivers, maybe a few linemen here and there, guys that would like to come play with Huff that he's probably played with elsewhere, flag, semi-pro, anything like that, who probably wouldn't get a chance to start or play much on the U, but on a new look animals team with Huff at the helm, Huff can actually turn the animals into a competitor. It could happen. And and what I want to know and and I've had my hype, my, you know, my hypotheses about this. But what what is the reason that the best quarterback in the history of our league Ooh, and in the history of questions <laughs> and the best quarterback in the history of the Patterson, you one of the winningest, right? The winningest franchise in a seven history. I think so. I, I think so. Because we can't we can't you know, we can't lump the town beef stuff into the technical a seven. So if you're the best quarterback in the history of both the league and, and the guys, team that you just were on, I just got up? some Intel. Uh Oh, Yusuf new sounder. Yusuf Riddick might end up on the animals. Yo, I, okay. <laughs> okay. See, this is what happens when a guy like Huff makes such a drastic move. People are going to start. Imagine that that new look animals with leftover immortals players. You have a problem, guys. It's it's not. This is not a joke now. Like Huff leaving. Yes, it might have weakened the U. Yes, sure, but it might have strengthened the animals to where when BIC has to play the U and the animals, they're now playing two good teams versus playing one good team. 
BIC will still come out on top, in my opinion, right now. But it'll still be two tough games versus it just being one and then skating through the rest of the season. Huff, Huff made a big move here, fellas. And what we see from the animals year in and year out is that they come week one, week two, week three with rosters that have players. The problem is, right. is that once they get behind the eight ball, then, you know, the guys are, you know, the guys are in that mode where it's like, well, I ain't going, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, so having a guy like Huff <laughs> makes everybody believe in week zero that mm-hmm. they have a chance, even if they lose one or two games, figuring it out. And when you have a guy like that, regardless of the reasons why, which I think are the interesting questions that I want to maybe get into maybe down the road and maybe even with Quattrell himself, because that would be interesting to yeah. hear maybe with, maybe with some of the guys from the U themselves, which would also be interesting to hear um, both perspectives. But th- the fact is, is that you put Huff on almost any roster <laughs> Right. And 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 the people that are on defense don't want to play that team. So, look, the one team that I think wants to play Huff again is BIC because oh, for sure. that defense is not the type of defense that 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 shies away from competition. But you really have to consider that, you know, the animals now, which used to be that that game where you would be like, All right, I, I, I can take a little bit of a breather here. Uh, I could get a little bit of a stat situation here. We can we could see what this guy. Hey, hey, uh, I know you haven't been playing a lot this year, but we're gonna we're gonna give you a little bit more reps this week because we want to see what you got. Nope, not against the the animals this year. So uh, you know, yo, A seven FL. Go ahead. Shouts out to Ohio in the chat. They on BT. They're they, saying, listen, talk about the chaos. The chaos is coming for blood. The chaos said that they have. The number one running back in Ohio sign. Uh, pardon me. Yeah, the number one running back out of the state of Indiana coming mm, okay. in. And I'm hearing rumors that in 2024 we may be heading to Indiana. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> and and you got and and we're we are going to be showcasing the other divisions. If you're asking For where's sure. my schedule, where's my we're getting to all the schedules. We're going through the TV games first. And then yes, we're going you know, through all the other schedules. You know how entertainment works. Just stay tuned. How, this is all how, the things you want to hear and we're, see. We're are 45 coming. minutes you into a 90 minute in. show. Yeah, come on now. Maybe 90 minutes. Sometimes it's longer. We'll get it popping though. Yeah, I'm, I've been, I've been, I've been well behaved today. We probably will be 90 minutes, but if we get on a topic in Ohio, Ohio, I'm gonna say this right now. You guys are about to get the biggest spotlight you've ever been given. When I drop some news. So, so Mm. we got you. We got you. Let's talk about our final week. That's also called the tease, Ohio. Yeah. Baby, I'm front selling coming to you live with the schedule show. I'm Matt Ryan, joined by Corey Hammond and Rob Fabian as we do a camera tour here. But our final week of the regular season, Rob, Corey, we take a look. And week seven, we have the Boston Omegas taking on the DC Buzz. In a okay. battle to lead into Wild Card Week, and look at that four o'clock game, guys. The Trenton Rollers will be taking on the Patterson U. Okay. And our final game of the regular season, the Kryptonite will be taking on the Vegas Falses. Wow. Damn Falses. The the, the uh, expansion team versus the the real team. That's tough. Listen, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to say is the only thing that I'm a little upset about is, is do we get kryptonite pit bosses? Did I just miss it? You kryptonite pit bosses will be happening. 
but it won't be. No, absolutely. Okay, so so I think what probably happened there, right, is that Fox 5.2 was like, we need that on our air. Yeah, so that'll we'll, be on we'll Fox 5.2. Right, right, right. We'll share. We'll share. So that is a rematch that I'm going to potentially turn in. I'll, I'll obviously be playing and suit it up, but uh, I'll be watching that for rematch. Who? For the, for, for the well, falses? Are you gonna, has there been a trade offer yet? That's my question. No, no. I think based <laughs> on what uh, OTT saw, they, they did not put me in for waivers for me. And uh, – <laughs> As far as I know, Snow Tribe has not cut me yet. But like I said, four touchdowns. <laughs> he said yeah. Two words taken away. That's tough. Um, that's tough. No, but but that that's also big. That I think that just shows the type of uh, with with the rollers twice on the games of the week against the maybe the top two teams in the Eastern Division. We could we could argue about that later. But that just shows the type of uh, respect that uh, Ryan DePaul has specifically for Jay Rolla, that uh, an expansion team, basically, a brand new team, basically, is going to get those feature games against teams that are definitely going to be competitive at the least. You know, that just puts the league on notice about what we could expect from that Rolla's team. And uh, I think I'm lucky enough that I think I might have missed that. Let me double check the schedule. Did I miss did I miss Jay Rolla coming after me because I was a starter when he was on the roster? One we'll time be going through the like individual that. schedules in a little bit, Corey. We'll let you know, know if Jay Rolla is coming for your ass or not. <laughs> but let's nervous. talk about the playoffs. Playoffs. We're talking about playoffs. We take a look at the wild card round. We'll be airing games. Three games on the wild card round will be the number four team taking on the number five team of the Northeast. That is... Boston, New Jersey, Maryland, and D.C. Florida will be deciding their own division champion to send into the national playoff. Okay. The four okay. and the five seed out in Nevada will be playing for the chance to play in their national round. And that will be the playoff, the wild card. The next week would be the divisional final four, where we'll see the top two teams from the Northeast and the top two teams from Nevada battle it out in the final four. And then the, uh, against each other? No, it'll be the Northeast versus oh. the Northeast, and then the Ooh. yeah, the top two teams in the Northeast taking on each other, and then the top two teams from Nevada. And when you look at that matchup, it could end up being the BIC and the U playing one more time. It could be BIC and the Animals. It could be BIC in Boston. We don't know what we're gonna get out of Boston. We don't know. We know what the buzz are going to bring. The the Watchmen are a brand new team in the A7FL. So there's a lot of variables heading into that game. But then we go to the conference championships. And guys, for the first time ever, you know LA does get a playoff spot. These are the games that are airing on television. We will go through the national bracket in a second. It's like saying the, nine, the same things 99 times over and over and over and over again. That's why my, That's why I don't have the comments up. Yeah. <laughs> I got to do my job. My fucking... That's true. But the conference championships, Ohio. We're coming to Ohio. That's right. For the conference championship, the national oh. final four will be taking place in Ohio. So the two the top national fire final fours in Ohio. So the Ohio champion, if they make it out, will have the home game. The week before that, it'll be a battle to get to Cincinnati. Will it be in a Florida team will be playing a Jersey team or a Northeast team? 
to crown an A7FL Eastern Conference champion and Western Conference champion. There will be four regions, two conferences, one champion. So the wild card round of the playoffs is a total. The total amount of teams that make the playoffs for the A7FL in this this year's season are eight. Just to be clear, eight per division. Okay, okay. So it's a total of sixteen, and then it's around it. It's the wild card. It'll be a the wild card will lead to a the wild card will lead to a divisional final four. Right. Where the the final four is the afterward. Got it. Yeah, and then we'll have our divisional championships, which will decide which teams out of the Northeast will play a team from the the Florida division champion. We'll have the Ohio teams play off. And then we'll have the Las Vegas and Los Angeles divisions play in a regional divisional championship. So it's basically the battle of the champs in Ohio. Yeah. Okay. The battle of the Ohio champions will then lead to playing against the winners of Nevada and LA. And that will take place on July 9th. The conference championships will take place July 9th in Ohio. The New Jer- the Northeast champion will take on the Florida division champion. The Nevada and California play the per- people that come out of the Nevada and California bracket will take on the winner of the Ohio bracket. Wow! And then- so we might have a potential Mark Bagway versus Sterry Codrington. Holy, sign me up, Mark Winway, if he's that far. Mark Winway. Well, we've we've heard about Mark Winway. We've heard about. All the things coming out of Florida, the O-Town Orange, the Ghost. There's a lot of lot of retribution. But, guys, it comes down to one final game on July 23rd. And we've been talking about the potential of the A7FL championship being in a lot of places, doing a lot of things. But, guys, how do you feel about Las Vegas in July? That's right. The A7FL championship will be going to Las Vegas, Nevada. Sunday, July 23rd, we will be bringing you the A7FL National Championship game from Vegas, guys. You're ready? You're excited? Corey, you're excited to be there as a player. Me and me and Rob are excited to be there as announcers and, and go, to yeah. the, go to the buffet at the Palm. <laughs> well, I'm a one-week-at-a-time guy. You know, shout-outs to... Tyshawn Robinson, who's listening, and, and I'm on the Discord in the Snow Tribe chat. But we know we got work, one week at a time work to do. But the fact is, is that's the goal for everyone. And if it's in Vegas, hey, I could I can't get back there soon enough. So you already know. It's definitely in Vegas. I'm I'm excited to see it. I I mean, Ohio seems to really think they got something. Maybe they knock Vegas off, and we have an Ohio team for the first time in the championship versus. I'm on listen guys, I'm gonna keep saying BIC because they are the defending champs. It is your guys' job to beat their asses and make sure they don't make it back. Until y'all do that, I have to put them there for the East. I'm sorry. Well, and it's a it's an interesting and long road too. So I mean very you know, long road. Very the, long road. The, there could be something that could that could happen that changes all of this. And I think breaking just, news, breaking news, Corey Hammond has just been traded. To the gold, <laughs> I'd, I'd 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 see that. It's in the chat. They're going crazy right now. It's uh, it's. Hold on, be, I don't uh, have the NFL. I don't have the NFL draft music. Hold on, let me see. I got I got something though. Hold on. It's gonna be a difficult commute. 
What I what I get traded for a uh, 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 an NG Todoroki uh, action figure? They said the uh, the My Hero Academia season one DVD set. It's not even a Blu-ray. It's just DVD. My man can't get traded yeah, for a Blu-ray. DVD. Nah, they say hey, the a lot of people and, and, in the chat. It's, it's 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 subtitles, no English dub option, no English dub option. KWAC, Golden Child, Casey Fennessy saying no one's gonna beat the BIC, and and I mean, well let you know what let's let's either, right? let's keep let's keep let's not wait. Let's take a look at the BIC's individual schedule for 2023. Week one, we said they'll open up against the Renegades. Week two is against. The Watchmen, week three against the Patterson U, week four against the Boston Omegas, week five against the Trenton Rollers, week six against the Silk City Animals, and they will end the season against Corrin's Hammond and the Snow Tribe. What do you think of that schedule for the BIC, guys? Uh, let's take a look. Who's Rob, who's their toughest test? That's the, that's the problem, because... Outside of BIC, most of these teams have a new look. Let's just be fair. We're, we're going to just eliminate week four because this is just a new team. They're a new team. They've never felt pause what BIC feels like, and they're going to have a rude awakening when they do. Um, Snow Tribe is a new look Snow Tribe. Silk City Animals, a new look Animals, new look Patterson. It's looking like their tough game is going to have to be between week three and week six. And honorable mention week five. Tough games, but this can be another season that BIC goes undefeated, guys. I'm not I'm not seeing someone that can really just no no one on this list is taking my breath away and making me feel like Sterry and company don't got what it takes to beat them. Hold on, Again. breaking breaking news. Hold on, breaking news uh -oh. from the uh -oh. from the car crash newsroom. Uh, this coming in from Tajan Webster. Reports are in that Corey to the gold for a pack of now and laters and a 40 ounce of Oli. Yeah, that old English. Look at Corey's face. <laughs> We've made that joke so many times. Look at, look at Corey's face. It's yeah. always, it's always the, it, it's, it's the, oh it's the goodness. soda and, and the bodega sandwich usually is the joke. You can't make the same joke that has been used soda on our air. Yeah, come on now. It, 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 it's that old song. It never fails. Shout, out, shout out to my guy, Jeremiah Reeves. If you really are trying to trade for me, even if you're only offering sodas, I appreciate you. Uh, can, it, can it at least be tab or like, a, like an exotic old soda? Like, like oh, not without one of those uh, quarter waters. None, none of those. <laughs> how about, how about like a Duffy beer can? Like it's like, it's like, it's like the, uh, the Simpsons brand of something. Uh, oh, so Duff. It's like, it's yeah, I've got, I've got oh, a can Duff, of Duff. Excuse me. Uh, I know you have a Duff, Matt. I know you have one. Let's 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 ignore let's ignore jerks. You know, shout out to Webster. He's actually a personal friend. But uh, jerks in our our chat just de uh, derailing the show that we can derail on our own. Perfectly fine. Um, Rob, well, who's the car the crashes tough, our sound. Who's the tougher opponent for BIC, Rob? Anybody on their schedule or themselves? Themselves. Who yeah, because that's what I would say. Because Themselves. if they do all of the right things and they do all of the things that they should and everybody on there has the right ego and not bringing in too many guys to fill up the seven spots on the on the field at a time with the guys that, you know, are on their roster, you know, probably vying for playing time that would deserve it on almost any other ro on any other roster in the A7FL. 
you know, if they could, if they keep that ship right, and we know that Ken Stansbury is, is a leader of men and, and is probably getting all of those guys right. Right. I, I think the only thing that, that gets to BIC personally is if, you know, everybody goes with the KWAC mentality saying that, oh, is this the best team that's ever played football at any level? Right. If, in they, the start, if they start worrying about the wrong things, I mean, because there's two, there's two KWAC mentalities. I will give him that. There's the fun, Dancing on the sideline, KWAC mentality, which I'm not gonna lie. If KWAC is KWAC, everyone's used to KWAC, right? If if just KWAC is KWAC, everybody's used to that, and I think we we could all say that BIC is gonna survive KWAC being KWAC. They already have, of course. If of course. everybody on their roster starts doing the same, oh look at my highlights, I'm top five in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's everybody that's really wants to right. be KWAC. Then that's gonna be where it, they, they could that could be their toughest test this season. Yeah, and I agree. I, I just think. I think they'll they'll fall along the lines of the God's plan energy. And the God's plan energy is the dancing and the, you know, the the hype energy. And I, I like that. I think that's, that's fun good. for the league. That's fine. KWAC, keep doing that. Cause I'm I'm not gonna hold you. You got a lot of young guys on your team and you're making it fun. I'm not gonna lie. Right. That is a team. If we I know was younger, why I would you love did to that. play for that. Yeah. We know great. why you did that. We know yeah, why. we know why you did that. Yeah. But but we take a look at the comments here. Seven and zero, easy coming in from KWAC. Football ninety two saying silly talk. Jeremiah Reeves asking how many beer cans you need. Uh, Brent, uh, members of the Sin City Chaos saying they want the BIC. So Ohio Ooh. wants the shmoney in the smoke. I get it. I get it. They they want it. They want they want to prove themselves. But it's it's like it's like a college. You got to come out of your conference. You got to come out of your division and prove you can do it at the national level. At well, least I this think, season. I think it's the only... QC Crush and Dale Hathaway, right? And mm-hmm. Seth Chambers and the Covington Heist are going to be the, the guys that you should probably see first, Chaos. Yeah, they're yeah, right, right, right. Right? Like, like you know, there's there's a likelihood that we don't know the teams that are gonna be the best in this league. That's just what a preseason special is. We don't know right. if Jay Rolla could be bringing out, you know, you know, you know, the biggest name that's ever played in the A7FL or, or will ever play in the A7FL. We just don't, just don't know yet. Honestly, you got and again, Corey, the show yeah. tribe is owned by an NFL player. You never know what's going on over there. The animals just got huff. We really don't know what's going on over there, but to just to be fair, for the sake of argument, looking at strength of schedule, BIC, if I'm being unbiased and, you know, don't know what's coming, BIC has three tough games. Sorry, Chanel Tribe, it might not be, y'all. I'm saying the you, I'm saying the animals, and I'm saying because of a rivalry week and maybe Kenny Stansberry really wants to crush Jay Rolla, maybe the Trenton game. And, and, and Wachter an saying, mention. I'm going to leave this here, Ole Bell, Carnell Wachter, Alex Ferrardi, enough said. Shut up, KWAC. <laughs> <laughs> but but we we talked about the champions. Let's talk about the team yeah, that we just almost said you're the best team. See, that's the that's the KWAC mentality. We just said that you're the best team. The only thing that could hurt you guys is your own team's mentality, and you're still complaining. What are we supposed to say, KWAC? Oh, uh, you know, let's just not even play this season because based on the roster that we see, the BIC should just be given the check right now and everybody just play amongst <laughs> themselves and it'll be fun. No, You're no, K-Wack. No, K-Wack. say God did really loud. <laughs> Why did you, you saw, do that? You saw Corey's face. <laughs> but let's take a look at the Patterson U schedule. All right. 
And we'll run through these real quick. Week one's against the Snow Tribe. Week two against the DC Buzz. Week three against the BIC. They play the Watchmen in week four. Silk City Animals, the Huff Bowl. Week mm. five. Week six against Boston. The Omegas in week seven against the Trenton Rollers. That is going to be... Oh, the defending MVP, oh. Sterry Codrington in the chat saying they say they no. want BIC. <laughs> heard what happened. You heard what the... happened to the last security guards. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that's a good one. That's See, if great. that's if that's what BIC is doing, is calling out the people that are calling them out, that's I fine. Like it. And Sterry, like that's it. a that's an elite that's an elite level comeback. That was savage. And yeah, just keep keep KWAC in line. Make sure just the young guys follow you, Sterry, not KWAC. KWAC's <laughs> no, fun they're, they're, and dance. Follow, they're gonna follow but, KWAC, but bro. Don't, they but need don't it. Be... But let's let's talk about this U schedule. Week one against the Snow Tribe's a fun matchup. DC Buzz, that's that's a first time, uh, at least one of the first times we'll see those two teams play each other. Week three against the BIC, that's the matchup I think everybody wanted to see. That's a big matchup. See. That's probably the biggest matchup on the schedule. And, and whoever plays quarterback for the U in those first two games is going to have to get on the right page because that week three matchup is going to be the, Rip the, the toughest off, defense. Corey. Well, that's going to be the toughest defense that whoever that kid is or whoever that young man or old man or, or whoever it is, that's going to be the toughest defense that that guy's probably going to have seen in his entire life. So he man. better get right. He better he better be ready by that week three is all I'm saying, whoever it is. Hey, hey, Matt, week two is against DC Buzz, correct? Yes, sir. It's right up on the screen. Week three is BIC, correct? Yes, sir. Your boy OG Buck is going to have a tough two weeks ahead of him. Excuse me? Are, are we reporting? Hold on, we've got to go live. We've got to go live right now to Southern New Jersey to A7FL Insider, uh, Large Robert Fabian, a.k.a. Bachata Bob. Bachata Bob, are you there? Large. Listen, man, I'm here loud and proud. I, like I said, I said what I said. OG Buck to the U. Ooh. And now, now we Buck, should we should ask Ryan Shamar who the best quarterback in the league now it now is. And we talk about those CVS receipts here on the show, and whoo, man, this is about to get ugly, man. It, so, so again, the new look you with OG Buck at the helm. I'm a fan of Buck. I like how he plays. It's those two games are going to be the test. DC Buzz because DC. These guys are going to be looking at a former Baltimore guy on the U and like, there's going to be a revenge factor. We talk about the revenge factor. Revenge factor is huge. Then again, OG Buck is now going to step into the BICU rivalry, bro. Ask, ask the BIC guys that played when they played the U for the first time in 2021. When they first stepped into it, they didn't know what it was. And when you don't know what it is and you're not prepared for it, it can be overwhelming. It can be very overwhelming. I just, it, I just hope these guys are ready. Anybody that Ryan Shamar decides to put on that team, and I hope their mind is ready for what the BIC versus you rivalry really is. I just hope so. Let's take a look at the Renegade schedule. We'll take a look at week one. They'll be taking on the BIC. Week two, they go up against Corey's Snow Tribe. Week three against the DC Buzz. Week four, they'll have a bye. Week five will be a matchup against Boston. Week six against the Rollers. That'll be an interesting matchup. CBIC go up against the Sorry, we CP3 go up against the Rollers. And they'll end the season. CP3 versus Huff on two new teams. Two of the 
most talked about quarterbacks in league history facing off in different laundry for the first time ever. I think the Renegades might have the toughest schedule. It, it is not an easy schedule. It, that This, to me, you take a look at the schedule here. They're playing playoff teams yeah, in the first nah, three yeah. weeks of the season. Teams that were in yeah. the playoffs a year ago. And the animals are a totally different animal this year. Right, right. I think the only two two weeks are, are that bye week in the Boston. Other than that, it's looking pretty tough for the Renegades. Mm. And I, I had conversations with members of the Renegades, guys. They said they're bringing Mike Liberty to the team. They're bringing... Ooh. I heard the Haitian sensation's going to be there, which is interesting. Uh, pending. Very. <laughs> Very. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how that goes. Oh, wow. But, but Rob, Corey, what do you guys think of the, the, the dynamics of the schedule so far? I mean, so far, so good. I, I feel like it's a good mix of a lot of the teams playing a lot of the teams. I won't have, there's been seasons, you know, you had a question of, oh, which team is better because for some reason they just didn't cross paths. I think this season more so than anything, it'll be, let's say, let's say, you know, let's say the pit bosses are going crazy and be, and they're like, okay, yeah. What would the pit bosses look like against BIC or, you know, let's say the chaos are going nuts. And then they're like, okay, well, how do, how does Mark Bagway, you know, favor against those guys? And, and I think that's the question more so than interstate teams going at each other. I feel like it's it's good enough. I feel like these guys are going to be battling it out. Corey? Well, and I think that the specifically in the Northeast, it's it, it, it has always been as far as most people can remember because we have short-term, uh, you know, tr- short-term attention spans. It's it's there's a one and there's a two. Who the one and the two are was always up for debate. I think, you know, with a lot of the things that we just released on this show and and some of the roster moves and some of the way things are aligning in the Northeast, which is, you know, where where we kind of start, I guess, because it did start here with the A7FL. Um, uh, Rob, we we all agree, BIC, presumptively, KWAC, we already said it, (laughs) presumptively uh, on paper, they're the one. I think even though you would probably lean at, at you at, at two. you I mean, respectfully, you would have to. Right? I think it's also up in the air who, you know, after five weeks is looking like they're going to hold on to that spot or, 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 or take, it, take a chokehold on it. Because, you know, a lot of these teams, if they take the steps forward that they want to, you know, that they are hoping for, or you look at a team like the animals and they, they add the, the type of, you know, game breaking, you know, player, you know, that also attracts other talent, you know, that number two spot in Jersey, I think for the first time in a long time is going to be up for grabs for sure. And maybe even the one spot, maybe, you know, maybe K Wack is going to influence his team so negatively with all of the oh just, no, I'm just, joking, I'm just joking. I know. I, I just, I, I knew, just want to get I knew you was trolling. I've seen your face. I've seen your face. I'm like, oh, he trolling. Right, which, which is, which is interesting why you didn't, you didn't know I was immediately in the game as and ever too. <laughs> exactly. But what's funny is this. What's funny is, is I knew that you would know, by the way, my dumbass was standing in the huddle and that's what the actual reveal was on the Saturday. I've seen it. 
that's just the Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond uh, car crash. There you go. Press that button. Snow that. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. That's tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts. And also, we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon. A Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's t-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7fl merch. And also, you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. So you bookended me, huh? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. Corey, Cor- I would say Snow Tribe, but Corey has one of the toughest schedules in life right now, because Corey being on this show and also being an announcer and being so hypercritical of guys, Buck is on the U, and Corey. Well, he doesn't Corey, play defense, so I'm good there. I, I, maybe Wolverine you. breaking news. Wolverine is on the U, and that's and although I'm, we cool. He's got Bucks back. Exactly. So you might get torn up off of week one. Then week they two gonna, is a... They were going to come in after me whether I talk or not. Week two is a rivalry game. That's right. former former team. I think that's going to be... That's a game to watch. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be front row for that one. Ooh, 40 to 7. Yikes. And shout out to Mike A, who's also on the Discord watching. So I just told him I would shout him out. So I got him. But I think what's going to be interesting about the Snow Tribe is is that, is that that week one matchup is a tough matchup, and mm-hmm. it's going to set the tone. Um, it is. You know, as as a unit and as a group, we've all been talking about. You know, the last year for the Snow Tribe was was you know had some positives, had some negatives. This is a brand new year, and to get week one not only the chance to show who we are on on the games of the week but against the team that you know we could prove a lot as a as a unit and a group that's true uh i'm excited and just know that i'm, I'm going to add some extra sets and reps to all of my workouts now because <laughs> it is as real as it's been yeah, for the show tribe to, listen, and you you're gonna already have to do more show. than try you're gonna have to do more than try Corey. i know that I all I can all I can ever count on and and a 100% guarantee is my effort level but I will say that my effort level this entire offseason is is 100% or maybe even 500% compared to what it's been so like I've been saying all year you're going to get the best version of me now what what that ends up being on the snow tribe we're ready to show you and and and, and to go back rob with the endeavor it doesn't matter what I say when it comes to the player. Just watch what I do. Okay. 
Watch me. Oh. This is for the animals, right? For the huffs? For the huffs. He called them the huffs. Ooh. You have Huff versus Corey, Huff versus Buck and his old team, which is rivalry week, week, week five. Huff versus BIC, which is another low-key rivalry week. Then Huff again versus, I guess the chat wants me to say Kenneth Stewart, but if I say Kenneth Stewart, then it's not a game to me. Sorry. But if I say CP3, then it looks like a game. Well, you could just say Huff versus the Renegades, and then then you can appease those people trying everyone? to... No. Screw everyone. Say CP3. And I listen, I've, I've said it on the show. Matt, Corey, please tell me. I've said it on the show. The only other group right now i know vegas just went crazy i know i was watching i was there but i'm telling you those florida guys if they get it together and stop all that infighting and all the nonsense they can really threaten the number one seed they're the only ones that can do it and bic knows that that's why bic is doing their best to stay in tip-top shape because if and when those florida boys wake up there goes the league. Well, and it's it's huh? Kills? Uh, uh not... oh crap! That he's going to the rollers. There's no way. There's no way. J. Dot Kills doesn't even live here anymore. Hey, Matt, you're muted. Son of a bitch. Uh, week one <laughs> is against you. the Silk City Annals. Week two is a bye. Week three against the, uh, the Baltimore. Week four against the Buzz. Five, six, and seven. Though you know, Week four, week five, and week seven against playoff teams. Guys, when you take a look at the role as first year. Whew. That's, that's a tough-ass schedule. That's a really tough schedule. If I put you if I put you in a hot seat right now, Rob, who's the who's got the better record at the end of the year? The That's animals an or the rollers? Ooh. That's an easy. Uh, and then I said it and you're like, oh no. Because yeah. I don't because because what I wanted to do is I I wasn't gonna do the renegades. I, I don't want to do the snow tribe. What I want to do is the teams that we probably know the least about. Right. But, we, but but they have the name that makes it so that you have to take them seriously, right? Right. Who do you got? I got the animals, man. Huff is, bro, I played behind Huff, in front of Huff, and won a champ, pause, and I won a championship with that guy. I've watched him play. I, I know his play style. Bro, we went in huddles, and Huff called three plays, 
and it was a hurry up offense and all three plays worked. It's like the dude could see the like it was Houdini Huff, man. The man was magic. So I can't take that away from him. no matter what team he's on, he's still Huff. How many weeks does that offense take to be at that at 80% of that level? Because of the fact was is he's calling three plays in a huddle because how many years did he play organized football with the guys that he was looking in the face? Like at least five of the seven. True, but I think the biggest thing with the U and the guys that were on the U at the times he was doing that is the experience of those guys. Like he had, he had me in the huddle, bro. I've, I've, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I've been around. So it's like, if he calls three plays, I'm, you know, I understand enough to make sure we get these three plays off. And just like the guys next to me, they played football for years. So it's like, it was more of the experience rather than how long we've been playing together. Cause that was my first, well, second full year with Huff. Yeah. Yeah, so, so how long do you think it takes the animals to be running off, at least offensively? Because Huff isn't going to be on defense or fix anything there. Now, he could bring guys over, and that's part of the solution. Right, but, right. you know, just their offense. How long do you think it takes the animals to be running at like an 80% effectiveness of, of what the max output is from the offensive play caller, Buck, in Huff? I think they'll, you know, they'll win their first two, three games, but it'll start kicking in week four where it's running smoother. I think they're going to have tough games. Like they're going to be, they're going to be in some battles, but I think by week four, this is, yeah, I think by week four, they'll, it'll kick up. And let's take a look as we move on here in the schedules, the Baltimore Watchmen, they will be going up against the buzz in week one, the BIC in week two, the rollers in week three, the U in week four buzz again in week five. And then they'll face up against you, Corey, for their final game week six. That's a that that might be the toughest schedule, but yeah, I don't schedule either. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, that's that sounds bad. Now, I, I think we're, we we've heard the buzz twice on there, and the thing about the buzz is they've been building and building. So you know, just like we talk about with the bi talking about their their schedule, but it's going to be interesting to see what the DC buzz are this year because they've been. They've been getting better. They've been improving. They've been adding. They've been working. Mike Hegel make it their wide receiver, and they're, they're probably their biggest playmaker is just a straight baller. And, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. what he looks like when you're standing in front of him. He's going to make a play on you more right. times than not. And if, if you know, Loud Wilkes and the defense over there uh, start start continuing to to build on the growth that we've seen, that could be a dangerous roster that we're not even really even yeah. mentioning at all. And that's and, the and right. They have to nah, play, I'm with and, you. and the Watchmen have to play them twice, basically a home game for both of them, but definitely right. a home game for the buzz. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tough schedule. And that's why I haven't really said too much about the DC buzz or the Watchmen. The reason being is I don't know who's there. Well, let's take a I look don't at know the who's buzz schedule. on the Watchmen right now. Right. Yeah. And being being that there's a lot of strange things that happened in the DMV in the past three, three, four weeks, the buzz might be a a team we've never seen before. Or, or the watchman. Or the watchman. Or the watchman. Right? Yeah, we don't so know. those those guys are threats too. I mean, there's a lot of free agents 
out there in Baltimore that can go to either one of these teams for, and make for maybe the schedule. dumbest reasons of all yeah. time. But yes, absolutely. Let's look at we, this buzz schedule while we talk about that. They'll be going up against the Watchmen in week one and week five, the U in week two, the Renegades in week three, the Rollers in week four. That's a that's a that I think is a, a, a winnable schedule for a team that made the playoffs last year. In week seven, they they face off against the Omegas. That game will take place in New Jersey. And speaking and, of... And no dis... Go ahead, Matt. I'm I was going to say, but Corey, make your point. But, you know, no disrespect to the Renegades. That's like, that's one of those teams matchup, matchup, right? Because the Renegades were 3-0 and when they faced the DC Buzz last year. So that might be a revenge game. But the matchup for the, the Renegades and the DC Buzz is, is the, the DC Buzz are like, yeah, you know, you got a great uh, defensive line, but we have a quarterback that's ready to throw it right away and our offensive line can hold them just enough. So that actually that neutralized matchup means that when I hear that schedule, Mark, you know, depending on what the watchmen are, I, that, the DC Mark Buzz Diggs, might. Mark Diggs is on the buzz, right? Yes, sir. Yes, he's and a quarterback Mark Diggs is of the buzz. quarterback. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. Let's just be clear. Mark Diggs. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. We might not have sp- spoken about Mark Diggs a lot, but every team that has played Mark Diggs has come back to tell me, dude, he kicked our asses. And I'm saying if it's the same Mark Diggs from last year that was kicking all y'all asses in secret, or better, he, he or better, and then he upgrades a few players. Guys, the DC Buzz might be a legitimate threat. Like they got a legitimate. They got a run back in Marty Marcel. Mm-hmm. Like we already talked about, he go, Mike, he going to make it. Mike going to make it. Right? And if you look at that schedule, guys, I think, you know, not to say that any week in the A7FL or any schedule is easy, but if things break right for the DC buzz, they might end up after the, the, the seven or, I mean, excuse me, the, the, the seven or eight week regular season, they might end up with a, with a, with a record that might have them, you know, two or three in the Northeast Division, based right. based mostly on the BIC. schedule. I, I'm I'm hearing that they don't play BIC. That well, that, something they really don't. No, they don't. They don't. They, their BIC is not on their schedule. We'll oh, see it wow. here. And and, and no wow. disrespect. And no disrespect, but they have three weeks, guys, against basically expansion teams that we know almost nothing about. They play the Watchmen twice, and they play the Boston Omegas. So. Not saying that those are walkover or easy games. Those might be the the, har- the hardest three games of their schedule. We have no idea. But, you know, just based on what we know about this league and what we could usually expect from expansion teams, you know, three games against teams that have never played in this league before as an organized team. It could keep them fresh for when they do eventually have to run into BIC. They're going to have to run into BIC. Real well, no matter if, they, if, if they, they make it to the to division. Vegas. Yeah, if they make it to the Northeast. Yeah. Division championship, they they're more than likely going to be standing across from the BIC. But speaking of the Northeast in Boston, here's the schedule for the Boston Omegas. Their first season oh, in the A7FL. Week one they'll have a bye. Week two they'll go up against Quattro Huffin and the Animals. Week three they go up against Corey Hammond and the Snow Tribe. Week four it's against the oh, the Rollers. Week five. Uh, call the coroner. Uh, they'll be playing the BIC. Week six against the Renegades. Week seven. <laughs> Against the DC Buzz, guys, that one's going to be an interesting matchup. When you see how how the sus is out, the for Boston, and we've got players in the chat. Bob Hayot, uh, BH two thousand as well. These guys have been a part of uh, our fall brawl bar- broadcasts as viewers. They'll be stepping on the field for the first time. 
we might see a surprise here because we don't know what we're getting out of Boston. And and to be honest, right, but there's going to be a lot of questions here about what we see, where we're going, how right. we're going to get there. And before we dive into the other the in the Florida schedule, we do not have the graphics loaded up um, because I was doing all of this myself before the start of the broadcast today. And dragon with three heads, Prince. It was promised. The schedule the schedule was literally confirmed like three hours ago. Uh, so we we had to lock this in as quickly as possible. But guys, when you look at that schedule. Boston's going to have an interesting welcome to the A7FL. Yeah, it's going to be rough. We call it what it is. Boston's going to have a very rough go at it. I'm hoping those guys, you know, it's Boston. It's Boston. Let's let's just be honest. Boston is a sports town. They, you guys know what it's like being a Boston fan. You guys know what it's like going against Boston. I'm pretty sure they have guys tough enough that can – you know, stomach this, but that schedule is very rough, man. I'm well, not and, and when we talked to Denzel White on our on our podcast, um, check that out. I think that's episode 26. Uh, I'm losing track, which means we've been on the air for a while. Um, <laughs> but one of the things he was talking about is he's, at, you know, the most important thing out there is for him, you know, getting out there, having fun. Well, this ain't no whack in the pack. And uh, if, if he's facing the animals in, in their inaugural game and he's facing the best ever quarterback in this league's history, no, you know, that, that fun meter, you know, they better be getting a lot of good trick plays going in on offense because for real. they're going to be That'll searching be for some fun. And, and this league is fun. And ask guys that are on the Insomniacs who have yet to win a game. Ask guys that were on the Renegades before I played for them. Yes, I'm always going to Corey Hammond um, that didn't win a game before Corey Hammond ever suited up for them. You know, this league can still be fun without that success that you're looking for. But if, if it's if it's early success for the for the Omegas, you know, they better be working right now and not just, you know, not just focusing on the fun part. Uh, shout outs to Denzel, who I have a lot of respect for. But, um, you know, just ask Rob, how does that first season as a <laughs> as a team in the A7 go? For most guys, how did not it go for well. BIC? Not too well. Not too well. Not too well. It, and sometimes, it's rough. and sometimes the best teams they take their lumps early and then they learn from it, right? My, for my sure. thing that I've been saying a lot is you can win or learn. Um, let's just say with the Boston Omegas and, and shout outs to every player that's up there, and we respect everybody that's that's ever going to walk onto this field and, and put it out there. Um, there's going to be a lot of learning. There's going to be a lot of learning. A lot of lessons. Joe, Joey Bate gets his wish, fished his wish. How's that shirt treating you, my guy? Sorry, car crash. Matt, Matt, they're saying you're muted again. I because I keep hitting the button to cough. Week one will be the Ghosts <laughs> of the Night Crawlers, Orange at A Team. People need to not text me. Thank you. Once once a telling enough. Ghosts of Night Crawlers, Orange at A Team in week one. A Team at Ghosts in week two. Night Crawlers at Orange in week two. Orange at Ghosts in week three. 
in the Nightcrawlers at A-Team Week 3 as well. Nightcrawlers at Ghost in Week 4. A-Team at Orange Week 4. Week 5, we'll see the Orange at the Nightcrawlers, the Ghost versus the A-Team, and wrap things up in Week 6 before they go to their Divisional Final Four. It'll be the A-Team at the Nightcrawlers, the Ghost at the Orange, and then we'll have it sorted out for a, na- a division champion on 6-11. And it's, it just sounds like Florida's going to be beating each other up a lot before they come out here and deal with anybody else. That's going to be rough. Well, I'm looking forward to that Week 2 matchup, the Ghosts versus the A-Team. Now, the Ghosts are a great, solid roster, and I, and I have a lot of respect for those guys out there. And I think that, it, you know, based just on paper, what we would say is that Nightcrawlers are, are, are likely going to be the team to beat in that division, the class of that division. It, it'll be interesting to see how the Ghosts come out Week 1 against them. But Week 2, you know, shout-outs to the Parlay, our Florida b- podcast, and Woody Ness Charles and Joey Bate. Joey has been baiting Devon Gray for that Week 2 matchup, and for all of the words that have been said, it's going to be interesting to see how that, that actually shakes out on the field with Devon Gray, uh, you know, a guy who was the original champ, the quarterback of the original champs out there that came up here with uh, the one who will not be named that got his pants snatched. And then <laughs> – <laughs> and then a lot happened last year. So it's a bounce back season potentially for the A team. And it's a chance for the ghosts to get, uh, you know, last year was supposed to be their season until Mark Bagway showed up. So I think that week two matchup uh, out in Florida is going to decide a lot. And what's great about it is, is both, all of those teams get to get to do that round robin twice. So after the first round, they'll get that rematch game. And those rematch games, as we just saw in the fall championship, those rematch games can get spicy and electric. Boogie, and boogie, boogie. What happens? <laughs> <laughs> but let's take a look at Ohio, and then we'll go to Los Angeles, and then we'll wrap up with Nevada. Los An- for Los for Ohio, the heist and the crush will open up week one. Week two will be the heist at the chaos. Week three, the crush and the chaos will face off. The chaos and the crush will face off in week four. The volcanoes will take on the heat, the heist. Volcanoes and Crush heisted Chaos in Week 5. Week 6, we'll see the Crush take on the heist and the Volcanoes take on the Chaos before we head on down. And it'll be interesting to see Columbus enter the A7FL this season, guys, when they make their debut. Ohio is going to be a real big matchup for... We saw what Seth Chambers can do. We saw what Dale Hathaway can do. Columbus entering in with the volcanoes looking to explode. Wait for it. Oh, I thought I was going to get a pause there. Um, no, nah, nah, I'm letting you rock. Only Corey gets the pauses. I appreciate that, Rob. I appreciate that. But well, Volcanoes do explode, right? Yeah. Hey, yo, pause, Corey. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't like he was saying, you know, those volcanoes is hot. Bro, what? Casey Fantasy asking in the chat, is Huff going to the animals like Brady leaving the Patriots for the Bucks? Well, you know what happened when Brady did that. I don't think you want to wish that on yourself. That's true. And let's Let's talk. And let's talk about Los Angeles. We'll have four teams in Los Angeles this year. It'll the Long Beach Wave will return. Whether or not they'll have baseball pants, we don't know. Uh, but the Aces will take on the Vibe. Well, pardon me, the Santa Monica Vibe. They're the ones with the baseball pants. It'll be the Santa Monica Vibe opening things up against the Aces, the two top teams from last season. The Long Beach Wave will take on the Hollywood Heroes to finish out Week 1. The Vibe will play the Heroes in Week 2. The Aces will play the Wave. Wave and the Vibe will play in Week 3. The Heroes and Aces will end the day there. 
The Vibe will play the Aces. The Heroes will play the Wave in Week 4. And it'll alternate. High Heroes at Vibe, Wave at Aces in Week 5. And Week 6, Aces at Heroes, Vibe at Wave to end the regular season. Does anybody want the heroes to eventually play the kryptonite? I think yeah, that's uh, I think that'll be so that's cool. gotta be oh, how it ends. That's how we have to do it. We that's the Western the Conference Western. Championship. Also, guys, how fucking cool is it that we'll have an Eastern Conference and Western Conference champion for the first time in league history? I'm still getting over the fact that I was just flown out to Vegas and Arizona to play football. So yeah, exactly. The A7FL is now national, baby. Let's go. You already know. Do we, Corey? Do we? <laughs> do, do I, we I know. I know. I know you know. I, I think I know. I don't know. Uh, I hope you know. I might. I, I might have to make a gold reference based on the beers getting switched. <laughs> Depends on how thirsty Dion is after after seeing what what you know in firsthand what the NFL had for the Pro Bowl that brought him out to Vegas. He should have just came down to see that game in in Arizona, but. Shedrick Goodridge and Tahan Webster saying the return of the faces of the A7FL. Shedrick said, oh, oh snap, the face of the A7FL is back with baseball pants. I don't think that guy's coming back. I don't, I don't think that guy. I think that guy's that guy. Is I've C. been C. asking to speak with this person. I don't think he's coming back. I think he would have already claimed that uh, something to the to, to what we said. But shout yeah, outs to shout outs to Savion Cunningham, who uh, put out a pair of pants that was was. We thought that was your doing. We We thought uh, that was you. I thought that was a swim trunks. I literally said to his face when I saw him, I was like, listen, I do the bit that there's the worst pants in the A7FL. I might have to say these are. But he was feeling good about them. He's a great player. Shout out to Savion Cunningham. I should have done a better job of getting that guy the ball. I was always talking about it, and I didn't get a chance to. But, uh, yeah, so we saw them, and they exist. So maybe we have an episode when uh, we get into the lull uh, and we really do a deep dive in what are the worst pants in the A7FL history. A- A7FL uh, fashion icons. <laughs> say say yes to the pants. That's that's that would be say the name me. of this episode if it, if it wasn't already live. But uh, let's take a look at our final schedules. We've gotten Florida out of the way. We've gotten Ohio, Los Angeles. We've gotten everything but Nevada. And the city of Las Vegas will start off with the Fall Brawl champions, the Pit Bosses. Their schedule starts them off against the Force. Week two, they're against the Insomniacs. Week three, they're against the Snake Eyes. Week four, they'll be playing against the Hunters. Week five, against the OTT. Week six, against the Kryptonite. And week seven, against the Gold. That's a, that's a solid schedule for them, I think. And so what was it? It was week six, you said, Kryptonite? Yeah, week six is the Kryptonite and the Pitball. Interesting. Well, the, I, mean, I think the week one uh, matchup is the matchup, right? That's the one you want to watch. That's the one we want. That, that's, that's potential for game of the year, guys. Well, and I, I just got interesting information. It's not confirmable, confirmable yet. But uh, I just got an interesting add to Dem Forces that I think we'll we'll be talking about in later weeks. But you know, it'll be interesting. I think week one, the the biggest de- determining factor for what happens with the Force is who they actually suit up with and who's playing running back for them against the pit. Well, Corey, we. You- 
Did you cut? Did you eject out of a sentence? Because you were in the middle of a sentence and then you just stopped talking. Uh, uh, I was. I. You know me. I was talking. So what I said was, is I think the biggest determining factor in the force of season is who shows up, not who they play, but who shows up for them and who's who's lining up at running back position for them in week one. That'll be and a then, big obviously, question. So that'll be, I think, one of the biggest reveals, and. If, if it's who they had last year, I think that that week one game is going to be one for the ages, potentially. And let's take a look at them falses. They'll be playing. Let's take a look at their schedule. Week one against the Pit Bosses. Week two against the Snake Eyes. Week three against the Insomniacs. Week four against the Gold. So that week two through four, fairly winnable for the Force. Right. But it's bookended. Week five against the Hunters. Week six against the OTT. Week seven against the Kryptonite. So they start and end the year against the top two teams from the fall. It'll be interesting to see what the makeup of the Kryptonite will be heading into the start of the spring season. A lot of rumors, a lot of conjecture. And we'll move to the Insomniacs. Week one, they start off against the Snake Eyes. Week two, they're up against the Pitbull. Week two and three is tough. As they will play the Pit Bosses, then the Force, then the Kryptonite. Before they take on the Gold, the Hunters, and end the season against the or OTT. Wow. I mean, they better they better find a way to get that, that first ever victory in week one. And maybe get a little bit of momentum. Because for the Insomniacs, and we're going to be rooting for our guys out there. Yeah, shout out to Coach Q. And and they're going to be playing for for Coach Bunak, obviously. But if 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 they can get that week one, maybe maybe things start to roll in the right direction. But after that week, after that first week, it sounds like a you know pretty tough road for the Insomniacs. And Rob, your face says it all. <laughs> People listening on the audio pod see a stunned silence because Rob's looking like I'm just staring at you guys because you know how hard it's gonna be for the insomniacs. Man. It's not gonna. Oh, well, it, speaking of difficult, it'll be the Snake Eyes walking into their first season in the A7FL. Week one will be against the Insomniacs. Week two will be against the Force. Week three against the Pit Bosses. Week four against the OTT. Man, that back-to-back against the Force and the Pit Bosses is tough for anybody. Week 5 against the Kryptonite, Week 6 against the Golden, Week 7 they'll be going up against the Hunters, who uh, had Nathaniel Webster Spencer. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back. uh, The spring, the the fall was a great preview, but the roster moves that take place over the next 46, 45 days or so will truly be the test for... Hunters were really at the top, and... To lose a guy like K Uno, I'm pretty sure he lost his brother. They lost his brother as well. Um, it's it's pretty much a wrap. The Hunters might be the new Insomniacs if they're not careful. Yeah, and I played I played in the uh, in the Battle of Bullhead with uh, the number two out there, uh, Ray Richardson, and and he 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 actually was is is a, is a pretty good player, very good player. I I respect his game. I, I'm pretty sure he as well is at least open to not playing with the hunters. I'm not going to, you know, confirm or, or, or report anything. I think everybody's still figuring it out out there. Um, you know, as we have, uh, what is it? 48 days. Um, but you know, it's, it's about 47 days until opening. Look, man, the snake eyes, the insomniacs and the gold, 
you know, based on what we know and what we've seen, those guys are, are going to have those tough tests against what we saw as is maybe starting to, to, to shape up to be the class of, of the West and, and the Vegas d- division specifically, because the, the, the performances that we've seen in the fall from the Hunters, I think we can throw out the window based on what we've been talking about over and over again. And the, the performances that we saw in the fall from the pit bosses and the kryptonite, I think that stuff translates into the spring. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how much improved a force team is that didn't get the head to head competition and, and some of the, the abilities to either try guys out or work things out in the fall, like the pit bosses and the kryptonite were able to do Um, snake eyes hopefully you guys don't have a season that comes up snake eyes because that's isn't that usually a bad thing <laughs> you know maybe they should be good. going for craps right it ain't great but let's move on to one of the final teams a team we've been talking about the kryptonite week one they'll be taking on the ott week two against the hunters week three against the gold week four against the insomniacs they may be going one and two or two and one in that game against the Insomniacs, depending on who's on that team. Week five against the Snake Eyes. Week six and seven. That is a proving ground right there because they'll have to play the Pit Bosses in week six and then end the year against the Force. And those well, are going to be make or break games because we don't know what the construct. Where's going to? Where's RTC going to be? Where's Smooth well, Richardson going to be? Like, where are these key pieces going to be? Oh, Richardson, into the Richardson is staying. Richardson is staying. I think Richardson is actually bringing the true kryptonite into the league. Yes, a few of them might, you know, go to the forces, but the kryptonite will be, no pun intended, a force to be reckoned with. Promise you that. Well, you just made Coach Max day for sure. But what's awesome is that, after a loss, we've, we've talked about this on, on this show multiple times for, for other teams, right? After a loss, sometimes that's the catalyst to kind of breed greatness. And we saw in the fall that the teams that were at the top, when they were at the top, clearly at the top, whether it was the pit bosses, they fell. Then it was the hunters undefeated, they fell. And then the kryptonite came into the championship as a team that that really wasn't challenged the entire fall and got the best shot that they've seen in A7FL competition in the worst potential opportunity when it was basically the championship on the line. So how do they bounce back from that game, which they didn't do anything to, you know, what, you know, embarrass themselves. They looked like a great team. And shout outs to KJ Burrell to cheat out there because what he did on both sides of the ball and on the three-on-one, you right. know, everybody in that division better, you know, better start practicing the three-on-one coverage team because if he's out there, he's shown that he's just as electric, if not maybe more so against the competition that he's facing, Rob, against the competition that he's facing, Rob. Don't give, boy, that that's my boy. Don't give me that face. Come on. I'm not, I'm not that blasphemous. Uh, listen, I'm not I, that I, crazy. I, I, I will say that right now as it sits, and this may be the recency bias and all that. It is what it is. Obviously, the class of, as far as divisions go, the class of the A7FL right now, division-wise, is New Jersey. Based on a lot of things that happened this offseason, right now, Vegas is poised to say, look, we're number two. And they'll prove it. But, you know, with the kryptonite uh, uh, schedule, guys, they get to, if they are on a revenge tour and they want to and they do all the right things, and then that loss in the championship game is gonna is going to like propel them forward the right way and doing all the right things football wise. 
I feel bad for the five teams that they have to play before they actually get the revenge. Because right. when I talked to Darnell Richardson during this fall, it was it was a it was a nice, easy coast situation for him. He didn't play in any of the second halves. And I told him, like, hey man, what you should be doing. That that's actually awesome. Shout outs to my son who did who who army crawled past the camera just because he knows we're on live television. And that's why my son, my son Braden Hammond is a two-time championship winning quarterback, and I only have one playoff win. <laughs> Shouts out to the guy. Um invited guys at A7FM, invited to varsity quarterback meetings in the offseason as an eighth grader. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that's my nice. guy. So he already knows he already schnoed. Well, I'm not gonna use that with him. My, my bad snow trap, but he already knows the type of work he needs to put in because it's not already set in stone, but it, it's the work starts early. So um, you know, not that you know a, a, a three-on-one podcast wouldn't go off the rails at some point, but for the kryptonite, I talked to Darnell Richardson. I think his mission is is not only to just, you know, win the games, but to prove that, you know, taking their foot off the pedal might have been the reason why in the championship game, you know, when they needed to make those plays when it was do you or called die. It. You called it. I, I hate being right because I love those guys. And shout out to the Viking, Bjorn Skarsgård. Scott McCorkle's my guy. And he said, and I quote, he's actually studying Viking culture to better represent his moniker. And that's, Whoa. that's, that's living and, the fucking gimmick. My oh goodness. My goodness. And, and for a guy that just dressed up as an anime character and, and did the cleats and endeavor means I'll try shout outs to Scott McCorkle, Bjorn Skarsgård, but more importantly for the team as the kryptonite, if that loss is a sour taste in their mouths that the rest of the division has to deal with the first five weeks of the season, they might be on such a roll by the time they play the pit bosses and that they play the pit bosses or the, or the force first. Uh, the, in the, yeah, hold on here. It's six and seven, right? Week yeah, six, and week seven. six and week seven. Hold on. Cause I had Sorry. my next thing lined up. Yeah. They'll play the pit bosses in week six, Ooh. the forces and in week seven. By the time we get that, 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 uh, that rivalry now, cause that's going to be a rivalry now. Yeah, They've already sure. faced each other once or twice. It's a split. That's that. That's the, that's the third matchup. When they get to that rivalry, if they're rolling, rolling, rolling <laughs> Denzel white, remember that reference? If they're rolling. <clears throat> yeah, that was corny. I'm sorry. No, 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 no Corey, you got it, bro. You all got the haters, it. All the people that if, call themselves if they players. are humming, that's even worse. If they are playing great football, that game is going to be one to watch for sure. Certainly Stop is. Talking. And we were talking about them earlier. Here's the schedule for the Vegas Gold. They'll be starting off against the Hunters. Week two against the OTT. Week three. That week three, week four is a hard hitter. It's a kryptonite against the Force. The Insomniacs in week five. Week six against the Snake Eyes. And week seven, they end the year against the pit bosses so a winnable schedule for the gold oh uh, uh there's some the back-to-back week three and week four i think is going to be their hardest test but let's not look past the ott and the hunters and speaking speaking of the hunters we'll go to the hunters schedule they'll start things off against the gold week two against the kryptonite that is a rematch from the playoffs week three against the ott week four They'll be facing the pit bosses week four and five. Again, those back-to-back weeks are going to be real interesting for a lot of these teams. The pit bosses and the force will be playing the hunters in week four and week five, respectively. And the website, and yes, all these games will be listed on a7fl.com. They will be up on a7fl.com slash schedule. So you can head over there 
when that schedule is up. We'll let you know when that schedule is up. Week 6 and Week 7, the Insomniacs and the Snake Eyes will end the season for the Hunters. That is going to be a big test for Coach for the King. Wishbone. For, for the, the wishbone. wishbone. Yeah, there'll be a big test for the, for the wishbone, guys. And we'll fi- we'll wrap up our schedules here with the final schedule. The OTT G Herd squad will walk into week one against the Kryptonite. Week two against the Gold. Week three against the Hunters. Week four against the Snake Eyes. And there's that back to back. Week five against the Pit Bosses. Week six against the Force. Week seven against the Insomniacs. Can I ask you guys a question? Of course. One of one of my friends and 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 a, and, a, and a fellow relatively elder statesman in our league, um, on one on my Facebook post said that I should be playing Madden to learn how to play quarterback in this league. Is he right or am I crazy? Oh wow! Someone doesn't like you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought we were friends. Sheesh. Anyway. Shout out to was, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I made a similar comment the other day to somebody about a general note about playing the position, and I don't want to, that was not a direct fuck. That was not a direct comment about you, by the way. Oh I, no, I'm not talking about you. Okay, because I made a similar comment to somebody today about playing you, Matt, looking at Madden 04 as the way the quarterbacks have evolved here. Everybody pl- tries to play like their Vic in Madden 04 and try to right. use the, this combination yeah, not, of speed. Not your boy, Endeavor. No. Not, not your boy, Endeavor, that's for sure. Not your boy, Endeavor. Oh. But well, the- after losing 100 to 12 in the combined two games, maybe I shouldn't be, uh, maybe I shouldn't be doing anything other than taking everyone else's advice and being like, yeah, yeah, maybe Madden is what will help, would have helped me against the team that A, the defense, and then the blocking, and then the Corey Hammond. And OTT, I think, is going to be a very tough team to play in 2023. G Hurd, he's got the right mindset, I think, to start building this team in the right direction. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting with with the 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 the, the, the like we, we always talk about the mid-tier. It's going to be the, the top tier has kind of set themselves up as the defending spring champs, the fall champs, and the fall runners up. Whoever is going to be that fourth team in that at the top of the mid tier, uh, I think is going to be interesting for the, the the Vegas division, and is going to be that 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 extra tough matchup that we see down the road. OTT looks to maybe swing in right there and settle in and give all of those teams a run for their money. Yeah, there's no sleep on OTT. I, I believe in those guys. G follow after what I seen happen to you. I really do believe in Perry and G Heard, and I I feel like they know what to do. If they pick up the right free agents in this time, get to work, you know, get to some fly games, pick up a few new guys over there. I think it'll really be beneficial for OTT. Get some linemen, by the way. Coming with this schedule, and we look at the national playoff. We'll we'll do a preview. And, and coming up in the week of the opening season will be our next live podcast. We might do another one if you guys want another live podcast. But the next live podcast we'll be bringing to you is the week of the season. We will give you the official top 10 of the A7FL, the, 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 uh, the season preview top 10, the week one top 10, as it were. And guys, looking at this schedule... It'll be hard to bet against the BIC. It'll be hard to get bet against the Tampa Nightcrawlers. 
There's so, but there's so much talent across this league now. We've seen it in Ohio. We've seen it in Florida. We've seen it in Nevada. I'm excited to see what Columbus and Boston bring to the table. If you had to pick an A7FL championship game right now, what are the two teams that are walking in the chip? Rob, you can go first. Okay, can we do it without picking BIC? Because that's the easy one, right? Well, can we do this list with no BIC? Can if we it's do that? not the B, we'll do two versions. If okay. it's the BIC, BIC versus who? Or if you think there's another team that can come in and take out the BIC, but one team that's for, one team coming out of the West Coast, if it's not the BIC coming out of the East, who do you think it is? Okay, so what we'll do first, BIC versus who? BIC, ooh, shit. <laughs> BIC versus, oh, my God, it's going to put a lot of pressure on this team. BIC versus pit bosses. Man, Rob, you go back and forth every week because uh, every was week it? with the, the yeah, pit two weeks ago you me. said it was the force. You said it was the force. I know, but the pit bosses. I, I what I really realize about Vegas is I don't understand these guys because the way the Kryptonite beat the dog shit down down the pit bosses' legs, I would have thought the pit bosses were never going to come back from that. But they came back from that so powerfully that I have to give them the credit that I didn't give them. Shout out to Trey Robinson, who after the first two weeks, and, and then even maybe before that, even before the, the the fall started, he was he was set asking for the spotlight, and you kept turning it off, right? And then after the first two weeks against, uh, he showed the, up. He showed up, the, and again, the first two weeks, and but they were against the Insomniacs, no and right, OTT right. when they were still but figuring stuff out, the and very, then he has the championship, and I'm sorry, well, it's a nice I story. Respect, I respect chips. That's what I respect. And the BIC guys know that everybody has to be put on notice. I respect champions. That's why the force have my respect. That's why the pit bosses now have my respect. I can't really talk about the kryptonite. They dropped the ball. They dropped let, the ball. But let's finish the tray thing because when after the two weeks, he was the, the, the loudest guy out there in the Vegas division and was calling out guys like RTC saying that they weren't that talented and the talent that he but, was facing in Vegas shouldn't be on a national scale. Corey. Cause we, we, we just said RTC was compared to courage. And that was the, so then after the humbling situation for not only the entire team of the pit bosses, but Trey, I think what we saw from Trey is that he humbled himself. He focused on what needed to be focused on. And what I saw from Trey from that moment. And we also could talk about the situation in the hunters game, which was a little bit weird. The humbled Trey is one of the top five players potentially in the A7FL in the entire country. And if he shows up the way he showed up in that championship game against the Kryptonite, I think that the pit bosses could be the team that walks out of that West as the, the representative in the championship game in Vegas. Only, only other team I feel like out of Vegas that can give them a run because we'll, we'll, let's just say for argument's sake, the pit bosses come out of Vegas if the aces are retooled and come back in, they can give them a run, but I'll just put the pit bosses out there. Pit bosses versus BIC in the championship. But easy, I'll, I'll also say that BIC. I have high expectations for the kryptonite because just like we saw from the pit bosses, when they were humbled, that they started working even harder and, and were more even hyper-focused on the win. I think that that loss in the fall chip might, might, spark a fire under Lex Luthor of, and his of, evil of group of, 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 of supervillains. And of they might be looking super spooky by the time we get into the spring. 
especially yeah. based on their schedule where they're not going to really face a, a like a, a test or a challenge that might that might work against their them but if that's they come really in the why, right way but that's really why it's hard for me to like like i said pit bosses but so who, yeah listen look at it like this i said pit bosses right but who helped the pit bosses take that w Curtis Jones was out there catching passes and doing a lot of work. Curtis Jones went crazy. He's an unsung hero in that game. And on the other side, on the kryptonite, RTC was there putting in work. Those two guys are on the same team on the forces. My biggest problem with the if they are on the force, that's an insane team. My biggest problem with the forces is I don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback. I'm sorry. He's terrible. He's not going to win them a championship against what I saw from Darnell and what I saw from Trey Robinson or even what I saw from K Uno. That's and, not and, win and William, let's not Perry when he stepped up oh, into the pocket. He and also knocking Snoop over too? defenders. Scooter, and yeah. Then, and then whoever the heck that guy was for the dream team was dropping dimes. Now he had a clean no, for pocket sure, the entire for day. Sure. No, for sure. But again, I, again, I just didn't see that from the quarterback of the forces. So that's just, the West, you know what I'm saying? right? That's we said the, the East. So let's do yeah. let's let's just say the East is the KWAC thing, where just to make KWAC happy because he doesn't, he, you know, he just wants us to say that they're going to win easily and that we shouldn't even play this. Hold on, hold on, stop, Ang- Angelo Lewis. No, you see what I'm saying? You see, you came in late and you in here just chatting. No, it's not going to be the U versus BIC. It's impossible. That's yeah. the East Championship. This that, championship that, is they set might up. not. They're yeah, not the way, even going to. That's not even going to be the Eastern Conference Championship. So no, no, it's not going to be that. But Snags came here late, yeah. and he thinks I'm. I'm trying to say that well, he's is not Snags going to no, be a watchman? Snags. Is he going to be a master? I don't know. Chief? I don't know what Snags is going to do. But the East, BIC, and the U can cannot be in the championship. Can't they can't do it? Yeah. So, so just, if you're just joining West, us live yeah. and you've been listening to this podcast for two hours, this is going to be the longest one we've ever done. The division final four. We'll see. Shout out to my wife. The number one seed from New Jersey or Massachusetts take on the fourth seed, take on a seed from the DMV. Then you'll see the the New Jersey-Massachusetts side take on another DMV South New Jersey team. That will lead into the division championships, which will either take place in New Jersey or the DMV. The top four teams in Florida will play out and figure out who's going to be making it to the National Conference Championships. That game will take place July 9th in Ohio, where New Jersey will take on Florida. And then the top two West Coast teams will play. The Western Conference teams, pardon me, will be a battle between either a team from Nevada or a team from Los Angeles, taking on the best team coming out of Ohio. That game will take place in Ohio on July 9th. Then the best team from the West We'll take on the best team from the East on July 23rd when we will crown the ninth champion of the American Sevens Football League. And we can get into this one super quick. If I cannot pick BIC for the East and Mark Bagway is a night crawler, night crawler versus pit bosses national championship. That's why why I said I I didn't say the team. I just said Winway. And if they'll find a way to win if Winway is there to win. But what I hear from the Florida division is the interesting development will be how hyper-focused is Mark Bagway week to week on the Nightcrawlers and not the bag, you know, whether it's, you know, because he's the number one nationally ranked flag quarterback or whatever else, you know, is the distraction. Because the Nightcrawlers, what they've shown was not even, from what I hear from the guys on the parlay, that's not even the full roster roster. When we saw them on the game of the week against the rare breed, 
I mean, excuse me, in the elite eight against the, the rare breed, that wasn't even the full roster. So the type of difference that Mark Bagway makes, if he's there to win, I think that's the team that I think most of the players in this league look at as the scariest team other than BIC. If you're not just basically saying that the U are there, but snags, by the way, if you missed it, the you are lining up with someone you're familiar with at quarterback. Who the hell often. is Snags? I mean, who's Snags playing for? Forget all yeah, that. He's, who on is the, he playing he's, for? he's on the chat. Tell us. Snags, break news. That's what I want to know. And Rock Briscoe, I'm sorry, bro. I'm just not a fan. I've watched you play. I'm a fan. I was here. I know Corey's a fan, but he might be a fan because you're older than him. To be honest, I just I don't even see how y'all beat the pit bosses, but come to find out, they only had nine players and they love telling us that. So I'm going to be honest, Rock, you got to go out there. You're trying to get in the chat. I'm going to talk to you directly right here. Rock Briscoe, you want to – you got to prove yourself to me. I don't see it. I do not see it. I, and I you'll just, have the I, chance. You'll have the I chance week one it. against the team that we're talking about, and you'll be the night game, game of the week, week one. So, my guy, don't even worry about what's said on a podcast, which is what I'm constantly telling people in Vegas, and nobody listens. <laughs> nobody listens. Everybody loves to listen. I have, they love this I have podcast. To even, I have to even tell my wife because she was she was upset how how I was getting eviscerated because I was wasn't always playing that well yesterday. <laughs> I was like, babe, what do I tell everybody? Now, nah, hey Burton, man, they, they, listen, they got to tell you about me. I was like this as a player too. Like Willie Mayweather, who's on um who's on the U right now. I told him straight to his face. I was like, bro, I just don't know why people like you. I think you're kind of trash. Like straight to his face. I didn't say it like in secret. I'm like, bro, I don't think you're that good. But you know, his the first time Rob and I had a conversation, he just looked at me and said, "What's wrong with you? Who who are you as a person?" Like he hey, should... Rob, hey, Rob, hey, Briscoe, I don't know who you're proving to. You came to New Jersey and got smoked, and you barely beat a bum snow tribe team. You're not proving you to anybody know. on this except Corey. Maybe you're proving <laughs> to Corey. You're not proving to me. I'm sorry. Corey was I in the booth though. Like let's not. And also, this is not... a different snow tribe team than last year, but. No, no, no. What he's saying is that Rob says that I give him the credit because I've seen the film in the Vegas. But but Rock, I would say this as a quarterback in at, as advanced age, even more advanced than I. Yo, right? no, but but just seriously, let's you make him sound sense. like I mean, look, li listen, I learned out there. You know how old Snoop is? How old is Snoop? Like Herschel. old. My what? guy's out there balling. He's Damn, like, nah. Nah, he's 49 he's years old, right? But but so so age isn't a number in Vegas. Apparently, Snags right? is playing for Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> the ESPN team. That's that ESPN team that they made up. Let's let's not let's not lose the 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 narrative thing that I want to say. Rock. Who do you have to prove? Who who does it matter who you prove who you are other than to Coach Mack and your own team? Because week to week, the narrative changes. If you come out week one and you put 300 yards up on the pit boss defense and, and in a head-to-head -head matchup against the fall champions and Trey Robinson, who looked really great a couple nights ago in front of our eyes, you know, in front of Rob's eyes, that's the thing. You had well, a chance I'll admit, to look good I'll admit, in front of yeah. Rob's eyes and no I will admit that Brock I'm wrong. Briscoe that he didn't look perfect against the Snow Tribe, and he didn't look very good against BIC. Now, most guys don't look very good against BIC, and that is what it is. And when you don't block Verardi on purpose, which was their actual game plan going in, you're not going to look good. And I'm not going to I'm not going to denigrate a guy. Look at what happened to me when I had the, the situation <laughs> that I had, right? Cook, served, what? reheated. 
But if Rock Briscoe is upset with what is being said on the three-on-one podcast, it's not going to be how he proves it in the chat. And he knows that as a quarterback that's played longer than me. It's It's what he does leading up in the next 48 days, getting into the film room, working with Coach Mack, working with his guys, Dem Forces. Because if he shows up week one in that seven o'clock game of the week and he puts out on on a performance of epic proportions, Rob, are you going to come on three on one podcast and say that he's still ass? Maybe bro, because he didn't bro. play Vegas because he didn't play Jersey. But no, no, no. I'll give him. Listen, be, I've, yeah. I've watched Vegas ball out, and he's yeah. saying dudes got bailed out on a three on one. Listen, you couldn't get bailed out on a three on one. You guys were on ESPN for most of the most of the year. You know what I'm saying? It didn't look good. So regardless of how they want to slice it, if Rock Briscoe goes out there and he tears Vegas up, bro, I'm gonna eat my words. I'm fine with that. I have no. So issue just do with that. that. Just do that. Don't be in the chat saying whatever you're saying. Whoever it is saying whatever you are in the chat, you're not going to prove anything to anyone, whether it's the other people, whether it's us, whether it's yourself. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure that's G heard that just said the force don't have RTC anymore. I I don't I'm out. So G heard again. G heard bad journalist. I'm sorry, G, because anybody that says that, according to Coach Matt, is a bad is a bad journalist. And yeah, and you are a noted journalist, as I said, uh, completely serious and not with a iota of sarcasm. It's Woodward Bernstein Hammond. But guys, we have <laughs> and who's my deep throat? Pause. Hey, yo, yo Matt, close the show. I'm out of here. Corey's <laughs> um, we do have to get a buy. Jess has to put together a buy buy shirt because that one was requested. If you oh, want to buy merch, that. go to tinyurl.com/slash/a7flmerch. That's tinyurl.com/slash/a7flmerch. We'll be back next week with Eric Valentine, the division manager of A7FL Columbus. We'll talk about the volcanoes and the path to opening day as it gets closer and closer. We're under 50 days. So for Big Rob Fabian, Corey Hammond, I'm Matt Ryan saying so long. It's bit We got the schedule. We know the games. We know where they're going to be. The road to Vegas starts now. And as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try. So what are you afraid of?